welcome back to the best podcast, your favorite podcast, Good Books, Bad Banter. Surprise! This is a bonus episode. Bonus episode. We are going to be talking about some really, a really cool book today. Um, it's called Death by a Thousand, a Million Paper Cuts. I want to say thousand for all, all the ways. I don't know why, but Death by a Million Paper Cuts um, by Cillian Dune. And let's tell you a little story of how this came to be. Yes. Do you want to tell it or do you want me to tell it? You can go ahead and tell it. Okay. Well, it's nothing crazy. No. But, um, Cillian reached out to us on our Instagram Mm-hmm. And told us that he self-published this book, basically. And he was ask- asking us if we could read it for the pod. And we said, of course, because we want to support new authors. New indie authors. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And so... And we are pretty honored at the fact that he was like, hey, like, please read this book. Yeah. And especially with somebody who, obviously, you self-publish and you do these things and you take a risk in doing that. Um, and having people, you know, read your book and not knowing you know it takes a lot of guts yeah to just definitely or not even a lot of guts just you know a lot of courage to do it Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i'm a big i don't know if i could do that so so thanks thank you cillian for obviously trusting us and you know yeah giving giving us your book and allowing us to read it so um do you want me to give a little bit of a backstory or do you well, he like what sent the us book? a bio if we want to. Oh, yeah. Let's do, do that. Read that. Do you want to read it? Fine, I'll read it. <laughs> what? I'm confused. <laughs> okay. So this is a little bio that Cillian sent us. It says, Cillian Dune is a young author from Dublin, Ireland. He lives in Los Angeles, California, where he works as a screenwriter. Storytelling has been a passion for Cillian, having written his first novel at the age of 22. It was the warm reception he received that inspired him to continue writing novels. At the age of 24, Cillian released his second novel titled True West. After being available for several months on Amazon, an independent U.S. publisher named House of Honor Books reached out to Cillian and asked to publish True West with them. Currently, at the age of 26, Cillian has completed his third novel in which he closely worked with the victim of a horrendous crime, private investigators based out of Boston and journalists from the Boston Globe. So this is based, this story is based on true stories and true Mm -hmm. events, which is pretty, pretty, pretty cool, honestly, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, he obviously is younger than me and he already (laughs) like wrote a book by collaborating with like he wrote three actual people i know but like this book i'm saying mm. like he collaborated with like a oh, real people and like i don't know i would just be like i don't feel like i can reach out to these people i don't like have the courage mm. to do that right so that's impressive as hell oh uh, yeah i mean like i think about it too and it takes a lot of uh literally i don't think i could do it like i think about it and i was like i think i would chicken out because "Ah, i'd be like i think ah, it would give me a panic attack for real honestly if we're gonna be completely honest but but yeah so this is how this came to be and we thought we would obviously share it with you guys i'm gonna say obviously a lot right (laughs) i feel like this just is gonna have to be a running joke somebody's gonna need to like start tallying start tallying the entire thing every single time it it I say the word obvious. He goes, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that reminds me of office ladies because they have like a, a bunch of things like that. Like, oh, every time we 
like see this or do this like we have to have a little noise that's like a tracker or whatever oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's maybe we should do that in the future you somebody somebody table that <laughs> somebody table that and keep count because i don't want to actually do that so but i'm curious to know <laughs> you just took a breath just to take a breath and I <laughs> okay anyways do you want to get into the book? I do. Okay. I'm trying to see if I can find a description of the book. The or end. we can just, you know, do it ourselves because we're adults. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this book. <laughs> oh, God. Because we're adults. I don't feel like adults an adult. Doesn't mean, I don't know if we feel like, oh, just because we're an adult doesn't mean we're capable true that i'm not capable of anything (laughs) okay go ahead go ahead um okay well this book is about a headmaster at a private school who's accused of sexual assault Mm -hmm. and it's written from the pov of his wife yes who is finding out about all this because some detectives call her and ask her about it right they're like you we need to talk to you about your your husband and they kind of you know, basically just tell her what's going on. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of in denial about it for oh, a while. Oh, heavy denial. Um, and, you know, uh, it's kind of, it kind of goes back and forth between like this heavy denial, but also like in the back of her head, she knows. She's always known something's, something's been weird. weird. Right. But she overlooked it because she was like, this is the life I want. Like, right. Happy family. Like he can provide like the home and like all mm-hmm. this stuff. He can always provide everything that, I have ever pictured my life being. Mm-hmm. And as a lot of like um, people like that, like narcissistic people, they yeah. have this ability to like make you feel special. Like you're the only person in the world that matters and stuff like that. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good story. Like it's a very interesting story. It really is. I mean, I thought it was interesting as the fact of like, obviously the whole topic material of, of the book and what it surrounds yeah. right um and also at this the fact that this is true stories is even more enlightening the fact of of you know lucy our main character mm-hmm. and her journey going through like realizing accepting and then moving through and you know this whole situation with her husband mm-hmm. so and we're gonna actually be interviewing Cillian. Cillian. And so we'll be able to ask him questions. And if you guys have any questions for him, you can DM, DM us. us and let us know. And we'll add it to our list because we'll come with like a list of questions we want to ask mm-hmm. him. So. That's going to be coming up in the next few weeks. We'll make sure to put a little description box or whatever um, so you can list those there for us. But definitely stay tuned because we're excited to actually be able to talk to Cillian and mm-hmm. obviously get a little even more in-depth of what inspired this entire story right and why specifically this subject and all that jazz so yeah so notes 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 <laughs> notes i need a little theme like song or like noise to be like note time with tori i feel like <laughs> why do i feel like bill Nye the science guy just Literally immediately yes. came up he's like bill 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 bill, 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 bill. tori tori notes 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 <laughs> But I am nothing if not a note bitch. I was going to say it was, like, consistent because, yes. It just really helps me remember 
one, the points that I want to bring up, mm-hmm. obviously. And two, like what happens in a book. Because you know how sometimes you close a book and you're like, what just happened? Wait, you're like, what? hold on. What were the main hold on. plot points? Um, please remind me. I don't know what it is. I know I'm not alone in this, though, because no, some people are like, I close the book and I immediately forget everything <laughs> I just read. Which is so funny because I'm the opposite. And I am like much and it doesn't happen just a remember. lot for me but like sometimes i'll be if someone's like so what is it about and i'll be like uh, 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 uh. <laughs> but like once i start talking about it i can usually like keep going with it right no i think honestly with a lot of the books that's why i don't reread a lot of the books sometimes because that's yeah because if they're within a year or two i still remember most of everything yeah well my thing isn't that necessarily I don't remember what happened, but I don't remember, like, more finite details, and I prefer to, right. like, have that really fresh in my mind. Right. No, there are times where I can, like, like either for some reason, specific sentences, specific scenes, like, mm-hmm. really just... Stick out. Iron themselves into my brain. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't, obviously, like, re- like verbatim talk about the book like yeah. everything in chronological order but there are definitely a lot of like very small like small details that i just like my brain latches onto, and i'll remember those but sometimes the rest of the book yeah it just depends i mean i feel it like just we, we're a good balance of like when you don't read the book and then i do kind of a thing you know because so many of the books you've already read mm-hmm. from what we've done for the podcast mm-hmm. um so it's like a good i try to be more even about it because I was like, I kind of have been a little bit of a bitch to try. Because <laughs> I think you're going to read all these books and I'm like, I already read it. <laughs> but it's also funny because I feel like it's good that I read the books because then I can be like, no, Maddie, this is what happened. And then you're but like, then there are oh, also times, yeah. there are also times I'm like, no, that did not happen. And then you're like, God fucking damn it, it didn't happen. <laughs> oh, for sure. But I think that's why that's it's a good so balance. That's so much fun. I, yeah, it makes because us fun sometimes and entertaining. I do it, and then sometimes you do it. And then the either the other one is always the, pissed off uh, that the other person was right. <laughs> what was the last one that that you like It was the house with Nesta. Oh yeah. I was like I was so pissed when I looked it up and you were right. I was like, You're fucking kidding me right now. I was like, I told you. Uh, I po- but that I even one posted was, it on our story. I'm I know like, you God did. Damn, damn it, it. I know. Right. And I was like, oh shit. Um, I remember because, but I think that was also another case that you had also read it, but that was your like second time rereading it, so maybe that wasn't. I like just probably just, right, over right, it a exactly. Bit. And you listened to it too. Yeah, I listened to the like second the second half time of it. Oh, uh, okay. So that's what mm-hmm. that's in the second half. Exactly. So. You know how easy it is to kind of, like, tune out. Yeah. Speaking of which, I started listening to Throne of Glass, and I had to, like, rewind it, like, three times already because I was like, wait, fuck, I just missed a detail. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But just know that there's not a single mention of a pickle in the entire... (laughs) Yeah. I'm aware. It's the YNYA, baby. I know. I know. I just wish... Our goal... One of my goals this year is to read more, you know, adult fantasy. So I think we should work that into our schedule as well we can we can all right okay yeah Back sorry we got out tangent okay so the main character is lucy and then mm-hmm. her husband samuel is the one who's being accused of uh sexual assault and basically what happens is 
he has had multiple victims affairs yeah affairs and victims um with so he has affairs with people that he works with and all this shit but then he in the past we don't know about currently if he has any victims because it was in the past that we know about that right these women are coming forward and like telling their stories mm-hmm. um, from when Lucy and him first were dating and like right. got engaged. So he's basically the scummiest of all scumbags to ever exist. Oh, for sure. And scummiest scum all scumbags. But also, like he like is never around. Never. She always is like, well, he works late and he's up in the morning before me. Like, I barely see him unless we're going to bed. Blah, blah, blah. I know. And like uh, the entire time, she's kind of like in denial of the fact that he's a good, loving, doting father. And like the time that she gets to see with him is, you know, quality time. And that he can only be he's only in their life so sparingly because that's the only amount of time that he can see them any other time he's working so hard to support them and doing everything they can in their best interest yes and you're like it's heavy like rationalization yes because not only that like for this book whenever i was reading it it felt more like a journal yes like her journaling or like writing almost like a statement of like a recounting of her history throughout like yeah like understanding samuel she's like working through her own thoughts Mm -hmm. and feelings and it feels like it's like a a constant like inner monologue almost yeah i think that's a really good way to like kind of capture that writing like what cillian's writing style was in this book Mm -hmm. was kind of like a continuous understanding and processing and going up and down up and down yeah i so one thing i noticed is that there was a lot of ellipses Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's what made it feel so much like that because it was like kind of like one continuous thought kind of a thing Mm -hmm. like the way you think throughout the day right 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 so it's like where your brain like switches yeah like it wasn't like a sentence a sentence a sentence right like that kind of a thing Mm -hmm. so i feel like that contributed to making it feel that way too right right um i agree but i also enjoy how the story just like starts right away yeah like there's no work up to it it's just like boom you're in it i and as somebody who likes like both of us who we like fantasy and can understand the lead up it's so refreshing whenever you don't have yes. to get that or you don't have to like read a hundred plus pages to finally get to the plot of yeah. like the thick of the book. Yes. It's like so. one of the first things Maddie and I like talked about when we started talking about this book. We're like, at least it started like right, right away. Right there. Um, not only that, I think the whole boarding school like environment yes. is so new and so interesting to me because like there are boarding schools here in the united states it's just it's very unpopular and it's usually up in the new england area mm-hmm. that's where they are a lot of rich people obviously white people schools. yeah so it was giving very like um gossip girl gossip girl but also like I just got creepy vibes from the way he I described know. the school, and she was always like, "It was so beautiful, and I loved it so much." But it like it kind of was like um like uh Mexican Gothic, like yeah. how it was like always like it's beautiful and it's like Gothic, creepy sort yeah. of undertone way. It's like menacing almost because yes. you're like that building has a personality, and I know it does. And so it's, like it's a devil. It's like- <laughs> 
It's demonic. It's in demonic. There. It's a demonic institution. Like so those walls have seen some scary shit. shit, and have hid some scary shit. Yes. So, um, so the first thing I wrote down was Samuel is saying about the survivors to Lucy because they're watching it on TV or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they're quote unquote crying about it. R word. Right. Oh, Trigger yeah. warning for this. We should yes. have said that in the beginning, but we'll put it in the description. Yes, we will. But um, yeah, so they're, they're I mean, like rape. He says right, and that he doesn't want to mistakenly get dragged into it. I was like, that is like if I don't understand a red flag when you see the, one, <laughs> the most blatant, flashing, deep red flag I've ever heard in my life. If a man says that, run goodbye you're guilty yes you're guilty as fuck mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the it's fact giving, that she's like it's giving andrew it, tate. i'm like bitch i know it's giving no. andrew tate like yes oh my god oh god and then she, like the second the detectives tell her she's like oh my god like something clicks and she's questioning her husband. I know. I'm like that is also a red flag that the second they say something you're like oh my god this is like could totally it's almost true. like you kind of like come out of like sleep or come out of like under like being underwater you're like set like yes. you know pushing and compressing all of that stuff and it's like all of a sudden like water got splashed in your face or you finally like resurface from all of that and you're like mm-hmm. hold the fuck on and obviously lucy is a victim in this as well no for like, sure she's been obvious like ugh, just reading about how samuel like only got he only wanted to see her one day out of the week yeah i was like babe you deserve so much better. I am like, le- like run to the hills. Okay. And run he, like, to the hills. Definitely like quarantined her away from, or like separated her from her friends and her family. family. Like, like having her come to the boarding school and like sucking her into that <clears throat> part of his world where it's I know. like all his connections, all his money. That you are only, she, you are Samuel's wife. Yes. You are not Lucy Windsor. Yes. And she even talks about how she had no control over the finances at all. It was mm-hmm. all him. Mm-hmm. So very. That's a common tactic that right to make use. super to make you super dependent on them. Mm-hmm. Take away all your resources, sort of thing. And then she also talks about her best friend Lori, who she like lost touch with because her mm. she was like Samuel's not good for you, right? And then like, she didn't listen. Yeah. Um. She said that if Lori was with her now, that Lori would say, run for the hills. I'm like, hello. These are, like, glaringly obvious signs that this is your gut reaction. Yeah. And then. She just gives me, like, I don't know why my, like, intrusive thought that just happened whenever I went, made the alarm sound. It just reminded me of the TikTok. It's like, Freddie, you're supposed to be on lockdown. And then it's like, Vanessa, I am a material girl. (laughs) I don't know that (laughs) What? Oh my god! If anybody else knows that sound, please like comment and tell me, and just make me feel like comment I'm... on our uh, post that we'll do about this, and be like, "Material girl, girl. <laughs> material girl," with the little like the nails, the nail emoji, like like mm. the sassy yeah. emojis, yeah. Okay. Anyways, sorry. No, you're okay. One. Um. And then, so this school is basically like a fucking cult and yes. a boys' club. Mm-hmm. Good, like, good old boys club yes. sort of vibes. And Alexa, play Casey Musgraves. Good old boys club. Now playing from Spotify. Oh my god. 
and then we start getting introduced to Brianna and Lauren and all these little girls. Did you say Brianna or Briona? I said Brianna. Okay. I said Briona because there was an O. Yeah. Like Fiona. But I think oh. it is Brianna. Yeah. I've Bri- never heard Briona. Because O N. Like it on. Be. Yeah. Like I know what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I thought Briona. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's sometimes names are tough in books, but um, <laughs> you know, because you're you you're left to sound it out to yourself. <laughs> it's okay, Maddie. It's okay. Name names are hard. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to be a supportive bitch. Okay? Thanks for the metaphorical pat on my head. You're made welcome. me feel better. But he used to, like, sit in his room with the young girls that were in his yes. care. Like, 16-year-olds. Right. In his Smushed care. together on the couch. Yes. As and close as they could be in the dark. Yes. And that's just so creepy. It is. It is. And it also was creepy whenever he was talking about how, in the end, he talks about how they had an affair with him. Like, they had a thing with him. And he goes to Lucy and she's like, well, yes, I did. I cheated on you or whatever. But it was something that they wanted and they made me, you know, mm-hmm. want them or something. It wasn't his, it was never his fault. It was no. always the girls seducing him to an effect. So. Um, Lucy is also like the ideal person for Samuel to choose to play like mm-hmm. his little puppet, innocent wife. Mm-hmm. Because she was like... S- very insecure and mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of friends right and didn't have a lot of support didn't yeah. have a lot of outside voice either and just was like i don't know she was so impressionable yes that's the word i was looking for mm-hmm. and so sadly she gets roped into his bullshit right and is you know under this guise that this is like what like marriage and life is supposed to be like yeah and she has some serious internalized misogyny throughout this book oh my she god she does there were some things i was just like babe what what are you saying what are you thinking and i think obviously like that's obviously a part of being in these like high society right you know high society organizations right and also having a husband who essentially thinks women right essentially thinks women are objects and you know his for the taking Mm -hmm. sort of thing so and it makes me even sad even sadder to know that he has two young daughters yes oh my god i kept thinking about that i was like oh my god is he like hurting them and hurt their friends and they've never known like like oh it creeps me out yeah so hard and also i thought it was interesting that we never learned their girls names it's always just my youngest and my oldest oh yeah i didn't notice that it's like a protection sort of thing so that also is another like reason like why i thought maybe could this could be like a testimony for like a police report and like she's jotting stuff down so that way she never says my oldest and my youngest what a little brain moment you had oh thanks (laughs) i'm kind of (laughs) smart you're very smart shut the fuck up oh okay and then i (laughs) my next notes were I'm sorry, what? Gene <laughs> is wearing what? Because Literally. they go to the conference and she and opens like, the door in and underwear, like underwear and a t-shirt. I was like, 
what the actual hell is fucking happening right now? So this is something I want to ask Cillian about. Like, is this part like real or did you make up this scenario? Because if this was really her coworker, I'm at a loss for fucking words. Obviously. I'm like, I cannot believe this person. I mean, there were times where I definitely felt like Lucy was like, obviously she didn't like her, but there were times that she would definitely overboard on the fact that you're like, oh my God, like she is the worst worst person. person She does this because she wants all the attention and all this other stuff. But then that happened and I was like, well, now I don't like Jean either. I was like, what the hell? That's why whenever I w- we were on the treadmill the mm-hmm. other day, and I was like, just wait, because I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, why is she wearing that? That's it. Why, why are they wearing that? I was in shock when I read that part. I was like, what the actual fuck is happening? I had to, like, reread it because I did not believe it. Which I feel like is such a power move also, like, for her, because she obviously is in her intimate clothing, and then we later find out that they are having an affair. Are having an affair. She so, is and she blasting is, it in Lucy's face. Yeah. She wants to rub it in. Right, right. She's obviously and, a fucking bitch. And unfortunately, Lucy is both oblivious and also so clouded by, like I said, we said and continually say denial. She's like, that's just Samuel. He just has that effect on women. And then You're I'm like, just like, uh, what effect? Having women strip naked in front of his wife? Yeah. I don't know. I was just very shocked. Um. And then she kept saying, like, I can't make enemies. I can't make enemies of my coworkers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's all fine and well until she shows up in front of your husband fucking naked. Yeah. Then you can fucking make an enemy. Literally in her intimates. Okay? Yes. Like, I don't. I was just like, because question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> what the fuck? That's a shit excuse. Uh, and then just... during the conference, fucking samuel and Jean sit next to each other yes and, and there's... then there's the the lady that comes over from yeah. the other what is her name i forget it started with an m i think melissa molly melissa molly Fuck. i think it's molly i think so um but yeah she comes over and she's like oh, he was Jean was my husband's secretary until i found i caught them yeah and she was like the way that they're looking at each other just make sure you catch him in the act. Yeah. And I was like, <gasps> they're literally like whispering to each other and giggling. Giggling. He pulled out Jean's chair, not his wife. And he ordered Jean a drink and not his wife. He's like, oh, she'll have champagne. And then Jean was like, can I order a drink too? Yeah. I was, or sorry. And Lucy said that. I was like, ah. if my man I know, did yeah, that, Lucy. I would literally I was castrate like, him. Literally. I was like, Lucy, babe. She's no. telling you. Yeah. That... She's literally trying to tell you. And I don't know whether or not that's like a good or a bad thing. If she's trying to be like, hey, your husband's being a piece of shit. Or like, hey, like, look how much your husband loves me more. And you're like, ugh, okay, whatever. Either way, it's not a good thing. It's insane. Um, And then she finally, she takes forever to come around. She does. To telling the police, like, her side of the story. She does, yeah. And, and the then, only reason why they pull her in is because they read a report of her being sexually assaulted. Yeah. Oh and my that's God, I whenever, that and part. I was like, oh, shit. And whenever she was young, and no, she felt like nobody believed her. Because the school swept it under the rug. Yes. And that's whenever she gets the courage to read Brianna's note. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, if I was that person again and she she's me essentially like 
however many years ago, I would have wanted somebody to have read this note. Yeah, and like even though it like literally her. is like terrified of herself yeah. or terrified of what she's going to read and like Learn. what she's learned and also what she's like es- essentially accepted as a loving husband for so long. Mm-hmm. So, and then we find out he's been having, he's been like assaulting these young like a bunch of young women like mm-hmm. not just one not just two like a bunch, bunch. of them they have like what five girls that come mm-hmm. forward and then they start paying them off mm-hmm. and so they like lose half of their case against him basically right which is terrible awful but that's also reality mm-hmm. which is crazy because these schools don't want to lose yeah they don't right exactly again going back to the good old boys club like you do everything to save face and to show you know class elitism and stuff and whether or not if that's losing a pretty penny and trying to cover all the shit up then yeah that's what you do and then also Hmm. he knew about this lawsuit for over a year Year and and never never told her. her He's like, I didn't know what to do, Lucy. Also, so if what none of the other stuff do? was of the red flag that meant he did it, that should have been the thing like, oh, oh, you didn't think to tell me you are fucking guilty. Well, not even that. It's like the fact that they're coming to her after a year of this lawsuit and she's been so oblivious to any of it. I'm like, that's why he's gone all the time because of the mm, affairs and the lawsuit. Oh, right. And then reading about it whenever Brianna was brianna brianna was talking about how like each day like fridays were her days yes and then each day um, was a different was tuesdays yes and that's why she he never wanted her to be here other than saturday Mm -hmm. because he had other women he was sexually abusing every single other every other day yeah fucking bash it for real and then like remembering whenever brianna was talking about like in her letter how she lucy came on a friday mm-hmm. and he was livid because he, he had, was like he was Fridays in the middle supposed basically to be, right assaulting Bri- brianna brianna mm-hmm, brianna and um she had to like hide and then he snuck or he brought lucy into his bedroom and, and she then ran brianna out left right and, and the then, next day she had to ask him to go get plan b for her mm-hmm. and he made lucy, lucy go, go the get it store and he told he told Lucy she's like they're just he she had a boyfriend or whatever had a guy and she just this can't be like on her record because she's trying to be she's a good girl yeah like, she's a good student sort of thing and I'm like oh <laughs> both of us just repulsed yeah uh, finding out all of that is just I my heart breaks for Lucy but I also get so frustrated with her too yeah because you're like. I know you're trying to hold on to everything that is what what was comfortable and like what you. I mean, you her knew. whole life is being like shredded apart, right? But at the same time, it's like you're. It's not being shredded apart. It's just like the like the facade. The facade, yeah, it's facade. falling. Fa- facade. The facade. <laughs> the facade that you thought was like what normal life should be is not that at all. Yeah. <clears throat> it's. It's a tough sitch. It is. I mean, and I can't imagine anybody who's actually, you know, going through going that, through that or right. has been through it or has lived through it. it has it has been the kids, mm-hmm. the daughters? You know what I mean. So, 
And then we learn about Samuel's parents and how he was assaulted as a child. Uh-huh. When I was reading that part, I was, again, flabbergasted. Yeah. His parents were drug addicts, alcoholics. They had orgies and he, like, had seen stuff. And then yeah. one of his mom's friends basically assaults him. And mm-hmm. she doesn't care. She's literally right next to her when it happens. Right, right. And it's like, I, you know, and the crazy thing is, is that's also, like, is a possibility in some people's lives. Yeah, a lot of people who abuse grew up abused. Like and with like especially like parents who are substance abuse and don't have a grip on reality. Yeah. And like And his dad was physically abusive sometimes it's right. they were saying and stuff and like yeah. I'm glad like cuz I know Lucy like talks about it several times before she explains what happens to Samuel as their Yeah, growing up. she just says like his family wasn't great when he was growing right. up. His childhood his, was messed his, up. His childhood was no picket well, there's no picnic yeah. sort of thing, you know. Um, and then that was such an understatement of the life because yeah, no. Christ. Picnic yeah. might like what the hell? So then you and then you kind of understand like how Samuel became the way that he did. Yes. Right. You don't give any empathy for it, but no. you understand. It's an explanation, not an excuse. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that the other day because we were having a discussion mm-hmm. when I was with uh, my partner's family. And Aaron, he loves to pose like hypothetical questions because he's. Oh, yeah. He's like, would you love me if I was this tall? Because that's what I think. I literally was like, would you love me if I was a worm? Well, this time he was just like, well, if you knew that this person was going to grow up to like create this tragedy, like what would you do? Would you like kill them? Basically, would Mm -hmm. you take their lives to save all these other people? And his sister is like a saint of a woman. Right. She has a bleeding heart. And she'd be like. Well, I would want to put him in therapy because I know, like, a lot of those people, they, like, suffer from a lot of issues. And, like, and they never get therapy, the help. Right. Or they the never support. get the help that they need. So therapy can really, like, like mitigate a lot of that stuff if mm-hmm. you go about it right. And he's like, no, no, no. That's not an option. But I'm like. So but that's also. It, it is an and option. And so that night I was thinking, like, it's an ex- explanation, not an excuse, basically, right. for those right. kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. So. You're right. I totally agree. Yeah. But I love how she goes to his ex-wife. I know. I was like, yes. Okay. Because we were like, we love a girl's girl. Yes. Yes. Do that. Do that. And she's just like living her best life without a man. She's like, I went to therapy. I tried to trade this man to therapy. He's a narcissist. He has no emotions. And now I live happily and I whenever don't know you showed questions no, are but this is the answer you're like no 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 questions because i already know everything this is this is what you came for. yeah <laughs> uh, but is it whenever you don't express empathy isn't that so sociopathy or is that um, um i think yeah sociopath a sociopath it was like a narcissistic sociopath okay so okay because they're like so psychopath that's the other one yeah Psych- they, is psychopathy different? Well, I mean, obviously, sociopath yeah. is something. I don't know the, the differences other. per se, but I believe okay. sociopath is when you have no feelings. Okay. 
else. You don't care who you hurt or how you hurt them. Right. Everything is about themselves. Obviously, they're narcissistic, so they want to just, like, always, like, be thought of as amazing and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which she talks about in the... Right. I mean, he does everything in his power to have that persona, you know? Yeah. And then he gets, like, hammered and passes out on the beach you're like what okay i was that was like i wonder if that was another like real part of the story i'm assuming it was because it was so specific right so we'll have to ask Cillian about that too but i was just like of all the things so random out drunk on the beach was like not what i expected (laughs) (laughs) you know and like do you i wonder if like all of that obviously is it riddled by guilt that people or if it's just riddled by escape it's escape and anger anger that everything is slipping away away because he no longer has control over anything right lack of control sends them spiraling because he doesn't have he doesn't care he yeah he doesn't express guilt in in those acts no Mm -hmm. and then he ends up in ecuador you're like again i was like not what i expected you're like okay uh, left field but you know so i mean at least there's like a twist or two yeah i did not know what was gonna happen next truly and like i think i said this to you too like i liked that like something really intense would happen and then it would like go back down and then back up and then back back down. down So like, because you don't get that in a lot of your stories. You know, a lot of your stories, it's building the entire time, yeah, and then like something happens, and then you know the rest of the story falls mm-hmm. is like kind of tumbles right after it. Right, but this was just like a roller coaster. I know, I kind of liked it. Yeah, Cillian, I think you need to look into maybe doing like suspense or thriller novels because I was obviously uneasy the entire time mm-hmm. that we were reading this. I. I think you would do really well. So maybe try that. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what his other books are about. We'll have to ask him. Yeah. See we'll what like, the themes are. I know. But if, you know, he continues writing and evolving any, even more, that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. But I can't wait to actually talk to him and ask him all these questions. I know. See what he has pick to his say. Brain. I know. It's Good so interesting news. to like, obviously we are similar in like the way we think right like Mm. i don't know like we get along really well so we like have the same thoughts and ideas about things so like wait me and you yeah okay so like when we talk to someone new who's like written something like this i feel like they're gonna have a totally different brain than we would so he's gonna say shit we'd be like oh whoa yeah like never would have thought of that yeah so i also want to know because like how the heck did he get here in la because he's from ireland so true like what brought you to the u.s right why not stay in Ireland where it sounds pretty? I know. I can't imagine sure? the U.S. is. I was like, are you sure you really want to be here? <laughs> I mean, the U.S. is beautiful. It is. So. It is. But also like. But things in our squint, everyday squint. life aren't so beautiful. <laughs> so. Squint, squint. <laughs> squint, squint, side eye, side eye. Oh, that's funny. But anyways, is there anything else you wanted to say about the book? The book is very short. It is short. It's only 170 pages, so it's a quick read. Yes. If you want to read it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It is on Amazon. He's also on Goodreads, too. So oh, I didn't know that. Yes. I'll have to put it in there. Yeah. He's on Goodreads, so you can definitely go check him out there um, as well. But like I said, I mean, that's kind of like the basic 
the premise of really the entire book because in the end she ends up um in a new relationship right no no or she's thinking about one she's just like thinking about like oh i can get back out there and like you know, I, try oh, and date again. But she could finally have, like, the chance that she deserved yeah, with somebody else. basically. So, does she ever mention, I forget, like, did she mention what she, what happened with the kids? Um, her and her kids were just living with her mom. Okay. And they were going to enroll in a new school. Mm. And not a new boarding school? No, Okay, boarding, boarding school, thank God. Public school. school. Thank God. I would stay away from that sector <laughs> if I was, uh... I was, um, I would be completely and utterly, like turned off for life turned off and then just disgusted yeah i'd be afraid be very afraid <laughs> seriously <laughs> but what are uh, your final thoughts no i really liked it like i said i got i liked the chance that we obviously got to talk about all of these different things the topic that obviously this ins- this book and the story inspired is very important obviously to us and understanding victims and understanding like how people can get caught up in these situations because you know you never know who is suffering you know behind closed doors or you know you think people are smart enough to not get themselves entangled into situations like this and it doesn't happen all at once and that's what i think a lot of people forget yeah it's gradual. so it is it's gradual and and it sinks into all aspects of your life so right then it's hard to disentangle yourself right and so you kind of get lost in the fact of like what is comfortable and what you now like things that are slowly being taken away becomes okay and becomes acceptable and becomes normal. So, you know, I think it's just, I think it's an interesting topic all around. And I mean, I enjoyed Lucy in, in her character and seeing how she kind of just mentally processes everything. Yeah. I mean, and her and going back and forth being kind of a little unpredictable and wild and then mm -hmm. also going back and being like, oh, no, I can do this. Like he would never do that. And then going back and be like, well, that was there's this one time and connecting those dots. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I rooted for Lucy from like the book, obviously the entire book. I wanted her to obviously let go of those views of like women being, you know, seen as the the misogynistic, you know tendencies that she had i wanted her to let go of that and become like no i'm the strong woman and these women deserved better yeah you know and i can help and i can help and i can be a part of the solution rather than being the spouse of the problem yeah so what are your what are your final thoughts yeah i just feel like lucy like obviously it was frustrating when she would like kind of flip-flop sometimes Mm, but mm -hmm. i think that's reality it is reality so especially like whenever you said at the very beginning like her whole world is shattering Mm -hmm. you know yeah she's like having to navigate through this like really awful situation so it's just yeah it was an interesting book for sure and i'm glad we were pushed to read it because we never would have read it if obviously reached out to us so yeah thank you again cillian for for obviously putting it out there and yeah. be like and just you know obviously even asking a question you obviously you know people chalk it up to something simple it was like if they just say no then you're at the same place that you're at you know even before you ask the question or like you know asking somebody mm-hmm. but even that in itself rejection is scary so and i was always like but what if they do say no then my life will be less <laughs> no then then they would have said no oh <laughs> and just understanding that so obviously thank you Cillian for trusting us 
you know, and allowing us to talk freely about the book in, in whatever capacity that we wanted to, too, yeah, as well. Reviewing it. And so you guys should read it and then let us know what you thought, too. For sure. And let us know your questions. Yeah. We'll post on Instagram. We so will. Give us your questions. We will. But, but we will also see you soon because this episode's coming out on monday mm-hmm. so we'll see you in less than 48 hours yeah for um for our book for the last book or no the first book of february yes yeah, love on the brain i was like the last book of january <laughs> that's not correct nope. tomorrow um, is the last day of january the first book of february and in true february cuff fashion it is cold as shit here in texas Mm-hmm. Ugh, a whole like winter storm is coming through and everybody's freaking the fuck out as per usual but we can't handle that shit down here oh, we just we can't we can't we got we got too much uh ptsd from uh snowmageddon oh god yeah two years ago i think anybody anytime any texan sees the the temperature drop below freezing it's like oh my fucking god it's like god. a panic oh my god but yeah i mean after after 2021 whenever all that happened I mean, where everybody lost like power everybody lost water yeah heating it was not a good time and that no. was like 75 percent of the state lost all that yeah it was a mess no. but hope hopefully we don't it lose won't any be that, of that but i get to stay home from work still and read yes that would be the dream that would be great also um i would like for you to not get into a wreck going to work yeah. because there's ice on the road so. i didn't even think about that part but yeah <laughs> <laughs> my safety is second tier to staying home and reading so, <laughs> you mean you want me alive for the next episode i just want to stay home and read <laughs> <laughs> but anyways we i think this is it that's it that's it that's the bonus episode surprise (laughs) (laughs) oh as you um probably have seen we're gonna try and implement more bonus episodes at least one yeah at least once a month one at least once maybe twice if you're like if y'all are good if we're real ambitious real ambitious (laughs) (laughs) okay we need to go before we we keep talking your ear off okay we love you goodbye We'll we'll see you on wednesday bye